<laughs> gotta have fun. Yes. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinema Small Talk. I'm Pat. I'm Matt. And uh, welcome back. We're here to talk about scores and soundtracks. Yes, we are. You hoser, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm oh, good. Yeah, I'm see, good. See anything good lately? Um, Star Wars. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've been watching a few Star Wars movies. Um, so we have no. So to be honest, like we record a lot of these episodes kind of like in one big batch. Mm-hmm. And so um, when this drops, all the movies that I might have seen recently, you know, might be like well out of theaters. Oh, definitely. Or, you know, so we're not the most up to date, but um, as far as what we've seen, like, you know. Um, so at the time of recording, The King just dropped last week. Yes. So I watched that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I got to watch it's that. It's definitely not like uh, if you're looking for like a, a war epic or anything like that. It's not that. It's just, it's a two hour biopic about Henry V, played by Timothy Chalamet. It's good, though. Very good. Yeah, how is he in it? Because he's a, he's a great actor. He's great. Yeah. It makes me even more excited for Dune. Yeah, I know, um, I'm super pumped. I know about people that. are kind of ripping on Pattinson for his weird French accent, but I really kind of loved it. Oh, that's right. He's in that. Yeah, plays a goofy ass French prince. Oh, whatever. Prince. Why not? Um, ben Mendelsohn plays the old Henry the Fourth or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I gotta watch that. That's a good cast. What else we got? Um, watched a bunch of horror movies for Halloween, of course. Sinister, uh, The Conjuring. Those are good. And you hadn't seen any of these beforehand, no, right? No, um, We saw The Lighthouse. I saw The Lighthouse. Yeah. Like, the old Pat couldn't make it. No, unfortunately. Um, Lighthouse was amazing. Yeah. It's fun. Bummed I couldn't, go, couldn't see it. It's a fun movie. Um, it was fun because like, half the people in the theater had no idea what the hell was going on. Right. The, uh, the couple behind me frequently had to be like uh, telling each other, um, like, what, what did he say? What did he say? I said they couldn't. Oh, they couldn't understand the accent? Yeah, they couldn't really? understand it, really. Yeah. Hmm. That's your thing. Um, see, so you watch Midsummer, the uh, Ari Aster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, great. The Swedish. Uh... Florence Pugh can do no wrong right now. Right. Um, saw a Hidden Life. That doesn't come out till Christmas time, but it was, playing, of it. it was playing at uh, the Nashville Film Fest, so I, I dropped in and uh, watched uh, watch that. We'll do an actual. I'll do actual review for yeah, that. Yeah, I know you loved it, right? Yeah, but I'm you, a big you like Malick. Any, yeah, you're I'm a Malick fan. I'm fanboy, and uh, this is a beautiful movie. It's just beautiful. That's the best way to describe it. So, okay, what have you seen recently? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Like, uh, yeah, I've, I, anything new I can think of? No, I'm just having a time. Mm. Um, what was the last thing I saw in theater? Even was it? Um, I don't know. I can't what was the last thing we saw together? Yeah, Spider Man. No, uh, once upon a time. I did not see that with you. Man, yeah, it's it's been a while since. Uh, yeah. Compelling podcasting. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's like you know, so time is such an issue. It's, it's hard to find. So one thing movies. is, I'm not sure if you are still active, but I know um, on Letterboxd, if y'all want to follow, um, follow me. You can follow me at Indoor Kite. So that's Indoor underscore Kite. Um, and kind of see what uh, your favorite cinema small talk. Host is well, listening. I forget, to. I forget my name on on um on Letterbox actually. I might be able to find it. Let's Probably. see here. I know I'm following you. I think it might just be my initials. Um, Pat Smoke. Yeah. No. Um, PSD underscore CST. That's right. The yeah. most original. Hey, you know it's it's to the point. On indoor kite, whatever the fuck that means. Indoor kite. Yeah. It's an indoor kite. Yeah. Stupid. No. <laughs> so um so what are we talking about today? We are talking Tell scores the good people. and soundtracks. 
Scores and soundtracks. Yes. Scores and soundtracks. And composers as well, actually. And composers. It's just music. Music in general. Music in yes. movies specifically. Yes. Not just music. Um, you know, I, both Matt and I both really into uh, music and love the way that uh, music can enhance visual art as well, in this case, movies. Yes. So, um, you want to just get right into it? Start going over our favorite soundtracks and Well, what makes a great or? soundtrack? Ooh. Um... I mean, for me, it's anything that enhances what's happening on screen, whether it's the action or the emotional beat that's happening right now. Um, it, it it basically elevates everything up. Okay. Everything that, that you're seeing, it makes better. So, you know, because music alone, like, you can have no dialogue in a scene, but the music can make you weep. I think you another I mean? way of saying that is, is, is it makes the story more impactful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So is that kind of what you look for uh, in a soundtrack as well? I think so. I, I think also I look for mood. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I look for the score to set the mood. Yeah. Um, so whether it's like enhancing what's on the screen or whether it plays to what you're seeing on the screen, if that makes sense. Like, no, it does. Like especially with soundtracks, like, you know, um, it, uh, there are certain soundtracks where it's like based on the vibe of the soundtrack. You kind of get the mood of the film or the mood right. of the scene. Um, like a baby driver or something like that. Where, yeah, yeah, the baby driver is its own world because like, like that that the music is the story, right? In yeah, a absolutely. Sense. And, and, yeah, I say in a case like that, it's actually part of the narrative. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, well, you know, and outside of an actual musical, being a musical, yeah, which right. I'm not actually really that fond of musicals in general. So same here. They got to be really good. Like like Rocket Man. I really that enjoyed was, Rocket Man. It, it helps if I like the music. Yeah, but true. like um, true. Moulin Rouge is really the only other musical I can think of that you know, I really like, enjoy. Uh, Mamma Mia, you're a big ABBA fan. I haven't seen it. Okay, you'd like it because you, you. I know you love ABBA. You like uh, you'd like it for that. Probably just for that reason, honestly, which is for the for the music. Yeah. So, but um, all right, well um. So yeah, we're gonna run through some of our favorite scores yeah. and some of our favorite soundtracks and yep. composers and whatnot, and just kind of see what uh, tickles our ear holes here. Yeah, pretty much. So um, we'll get right into it then, Matt. You wanna you wanna kick us off here? We'll we'll start going over our favorite uh, scores and soundtracks. All right. Um. So this one's gonna be pretty uh pretty easy for anyone yeah. who knows me. Um. We're gonna have the the Jurassic Park score from John Williams. Yes. Um. Wow. That theme. Wow. That's good. We could honestly, we could do an episode all about just our favorite theme. Which theme though? Is it the one where they're first getting to the island? Yes. Is it oh, the main down. theme? Is it the the really dreamy one when they're first seeing the dinosaurs for the first time? See, for me, it's when they it's when they're arriving on the island. That that just crescendo upward and the, then just that boom, that impact when the they finally see the island. It's unbelievable. The second John Hammond says, "There it is," yeah. that the music swells. Yeah, it doesn't stop until they pull into the visitor center. Yep, and that's where. And then even the when they're going to the visitor center, you got. And it's it's a little bit more like, ooh, it's more cagey, a little more like mysterious, but yeah. it's still great. There's, there's going to be a lot of John Williams on this list between both of us. Yeah, uh, and so. honestly, I could have made a list of just John Williams stuff, so I actually had to like make yeah. an effort to make sure I, I made it buried. So yeah, I want to kind of plow through my Williams ones right off the start. So obviously, um, probably going to have to do a Star Wars one. I would say if, if I had to pick a favorite Star Wars soundtrack, it would be Attack of the Clones. Which is surprising because the, the movie itself is kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, it is it is a great soundtrack. A yeah, great it's, score, it's got say. my favorite theme, which is the love theme. Yeah. It absolutely. it has the, obviously the Force theme, has Anakin's theme, it has the um, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have Leia's theme, but it has Duel of the Fates. It has the Imperial March. Yeah. Is in it. Um, it's just got so many of the classic themes all boiled right. into one soundtrack. Um, especially the end medley where you get um you get the uh, Imperial March, 
you get the love theme, you get the force theme. It's mm-hmm. all kind of there, and uh, yes, it's it's yeah. I think I think I agree. That it's, one it's pretty tickles all my fancies. Um, yeah. And the final John Williams one I'm gonna say is uh, it's tough to choose. I was torn between. Um, the Philosopher's Stone and Prisoner of Azkaban, but I'm going to go Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Just because I like the movie a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Harry Potter score, this is a case where you talk about music enhancing the movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is where, without that theme, these movies don't don't hit the same way. Okay. Like that, that Hedwig theme, a uh, Hedwig's theme is just, it is Harry Potter. Just like Star Wars theme is Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you know, but the Star Wars theme has had 30 plus years to become... 40 you know, plus years. 40 plus years to become, you know, intertwined yeah. in our minds. Like the Harry Potter theme was instantaneous. It's like that iconic is from the start. That yeah. Is a world of magic yeah. in England and wizards and, it's and just weird names gorgeous. and all that kind of stuff. So it's gorgeous. So I'll, uh, uh, I'll start off with some of mine here. Now I don't have mine in really any particular order of, oh, yeah. of yeah, yeah. like no order. Or, or, or even necessarily by composer, um, just sort of as they came to me. I'm curious to see as we go along if we kind of notice trends in our, yeah, our soundtracks. Uh, well, I, I think you will just in the types of movies that I pick. Um, uh, right off the top here, I have the Braveheart soundtrack uh, or Braveheart score by James Horner. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, playing a bagpipe band and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, that, that music speaks to me it's very much part of my heritage and everything like that um i think that is one of the most beautiful scores ever ever created um it just sets the mood perfectly it uses cultural influences very well james horner does that um i think very well in his music do you want a fun fact sure so james horner also scored titanic yes he did the score for braveheart was originally meant to be the titanic score really no as i say that's that's no making shit up yes great i, I love the i love it matt Try to mislead our audience. So, um, but no, I mean, it, it's, my, it's funny. Now now you're picturing my heart will go on in Braveheart, right? <laughs> no, God, no. That's awful. That's <laughs> awful. But uh, no, it's, it's funny. One nitpick I always have um, with uh, the actual, actual scene from Braveheart is when, I believe it's when his uncle is taking him because his, his, his father and brother were just killed and there's a, a piper playing up on like the hill or whatever. Piper playing, and you know, pickle piper playing. His uncle Argyle is like, you know, it's outlawed tunes and out, outlawed pipes and everything like that. The pipes that are being played Aren't on the, the score actual. are not actual Highland bagpipes. Oh my god, they're alien pipes. How dare they? It, it, yes, how dare they? Sound completely different. They're completely different. I mean, I actually love the sound of the alien pipes. It's probably my favorite. But um, alien pipes, alien. Ilian? It's spelled like it's spelled weird, it's like U I L or whatever, but it's pronounced Ilian pipes. Sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. Yeah, really, kind of spelled the same way. Mm. Um, but that's just a nitpick. I, I, the music in that movie is is absolutely phenomenal. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I see you. I can see you watching. It. It's like they got the wrong pipes. Well, it's it's playing like, on the movie. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's funny because my like when I was a kid, my father pointed it out to me, and I'm just and like every time like, you watch now, it, one of you two has got to say something yes, about it, right? Yeah, the wrong effing pipes. Pretty much, pretty much exactly word for word, like you just said. Um, next, well, I'll just it's do like every one. time we mention the prequels, no matter what we're talking about, you're always like, tell you what, say what you will about the prequels, but John Williams scores are great. Yes. <laughs> every can't. time. It doesn't matter if like, yeah, like I see the prequels are getting remastered on 4k. Tell you what, say what you will about the prequels. Uh huh. I, I will say it. I'll, and I will continue to say it every single time until I drop dead. So, um, I'm going to go with another one here. Um, this one is the gladiator score by Hans Zimmer. Hans. Another one of my favorite movies of all time, and that that theme in that just that especially the, at the end uh, the end credits there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's just it's just 
Who was uh, the musician about... he worked with on that? Um, I forget her name. Um, I think it was an Australian. Yeah. Um, performer. I forget her name though. But um, Hans Zimmer is is that's going to be a theme on our list. He's 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 ubiquitous. He is legendary. He is one of the best composers for cinema composers of all time. He um, um he's one of maybe what three or four composers? No, five maybe. That I can think of on top of my head that you can listen to a score and you'd be like, know. oh, that's Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah, he has such a unique style. Him and, and Williams both. I would, um, I would say it's what Williams Zimmer, um, Elfman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. The uh, Giacchino. Yeah. I feel Giacchino's getting enough of like he's got his own sound yeah. by now, and maybe and Alan Silvestri. Maybe. I don't even know about Silvestri. I was thinking maybe yeah. Alexandra Desplat, since he does a lot of different like unique. Mostly from the types of movies he does too. Yeah. You know, like all these guys do very. So I'd say maybe four. Seem to do pretty specific types of movies as well. Um. So I'll, I'll do one more since you did three on your first. I'll go ahead and do. Oh, yeah. I'll go ahead and do three. Um, next one I have is actually another Hans Zimmer one, and that is the score from The Last Samurai. I didn't know he did that score. He did, and I still have to watch that movie. Oh, it's, it's so good. Uh, it's actually one of my it's one of my favorite movies, and it's one of my favorite scores as well. It uses a lot of the you know obviously Japanese uh, influenced uh, musical style, and with that Hans Zimmer kind of bombast that he likes to put in, um, mm-hmm. make that kind of that epic sound. Um, it's just really really good. Again, you know, I'm looking at your list ahead. Of, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I'm not going to say what they are, but I, it's it's funny because we're going to talk about this. It's, it was really hard for me when I was putting this list together. It was very hard. Of differentiating between my favorite themes. I know. And my favorite scores. Same thing. Because like for these scores, it's like I need to be able to listen to these yeah. outside of the movie and still get a lot out of them. Right, right. Or as opposed to just enjoying themes. Like, um, True. Like Interstellar. Like I love time. But the rest of the score is it's fine. Right. But it doesn't hit me the same. Same with Dark Knight. You yeah. Yeah. Or uh, or ET, like the ET okay. theme is great, yeah. but the rest of the score doesn't. Same thing with Jaws. Yeah, uh, that's kind of why yeah. you know. And uh, talking about John Williams, one, um, you know, he's done so many, but a lot, a lot of it is like they're they're iconic pieces of individual music, right? You know, thrown throughout. That's uh, what's cool about the. I think the two scores I can only think of that do this are the um, are Jurassic Park and Star Wars. Yeah, where all the different themes have become like so many classic themes within the score right. have made the score classic. Oh yeah. Like Star Wars, it's like, it's the force theme. It's the, the, the main March. theme. It's the Imperial March. Yeah. Like all those have become such classics that together it's like, it makes it a powerhouse soundtrack. Right. Absolutely. Jurassic Park, you've got multiple themes that, yep. that make those. So anyway. Well, uh, let's go with the uh, next couple on your list here, man. Oh, okay. Uh, Speaking of Interstellar, actually. Yeah. Going on to, uh, yeah, my Hans Zimmer, um, Interstellar. So, I I really enjoy Hans Zimmer. Anytime I know he's scoring a movie, I'm mm-hmm. like, great, it's gonna sound sound really good. Absolutely. And this is a thing where it's like I was thinking about all the Hans Zimmer um, soundtracks. I know you've got a few listed, and I was going through them. I'm like, it's a great soundtrack. Yeah. But I don't find myself engaging with them okay. outside of the movies, except for Interstellar. I think it's because Interstellar is by far the most like. The instrumentation is so different right. than your traditional strings because he's done mostly on a huge church organ. Yeah. Um, and the arpeggios are just wonderful. That it makes you feel like when you listen to the soundtrack, you feel like you're in the movie. Um, it's it's a soundtrack that movie and soundtrack become one better than it's not like, oh, that's like I can notice that theme. Right. It's like, no, it's like it, it you feel the magic of space. You feel the wonder that your characters are feeling. It has, yeah, it has that, like, almost like you can, like, hear the void 
you know, of space in his music, and exactly. especially in that soundtrack, I should say. Exactly. Instead of like creating vibe, it actually creates the feeling. Right. And I know right. that's like that's the same thing, Matt, but I think it's a little different. Like he's also I'm, he's also doing Dune. I know we spoke about Dune earlier. Yes. Uh, but like you know, Jurassic Park. It's like the score. It's like it gives me. Uh, it sets the mood. Um, but the I had no one, idea that Hans Zimmer had done The Lion King. Yeah. Until I was researching. He did for both this. of them. That's insane. Yeah. Like the guy, the man is 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 ridiculous. He said he did it just so his kids, so he could go to show his kids one of his movies. Jeez, I mean it's unbelievable. He's doing the he's doing Top Gun Maverick. He's doing Dune. He's doing a SpongeBob movie which your son will love. Oh yeah. And he's doing Space Jam too. Really? And, and Wonder Woman 1984. The man, right. the he man did, is the man is Wonder everywhere. Yeah. It's this insane. Well, there's like maybe what a half dozen composers right now yeah. that are doing everything. It seems. He did Blade Runner 2049. I love the sound. I love the soundtrack of that movie. That was good. Yeah. That was good. All right, Dunkirk. so do you want... This Dunkirk's a great example. Brilliant soundtrack, especially yeah. with the ticking clock. Right. Brilliant, but I don't find myself listening to it outside right, of the, I gotcha. the movie. Um, do you want me to do my next yeah, one? Yeah, do the next one. Yep. So I've got The Tree of Life um, by Alexandra Desplat. So Tree of Life is one of my favorite movies, uh, Terrence Malick. Um, it's a very... It's a movie that it's all about, um, you know... Growing up and following either like, you know, you've got the the grace of nature or the, sorry, the like paths of grace and the paths of nature where it's like aggression or beauty. Yeah. And um, the soundtrack is a, it's beautiful in that it, it, it um, you don't notice it. It, it adds and it kind of gives the sense of wonder because most of the story is told from this story, like a 12 year old kid from the right. viewpoint of a kid. And so you've got these moments that are just kind of like, it, it cues when these are like, like if there's a big moment happening in this kid's life, the music kind of kicks into a little bit different different vibe and you right. kind of, it's almost like, it's like, you can tell this is getting saved, this is imprinting itself on this person's life and just, just the way the music changes. Um, and it really just kind of helps the movie like, it's a, it's very dreamy. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's string based, which is cool, but um, considering you usually don't see like string based soundtracks being dreamy, but this one is, Nice. Um, tough to describe ones that you haven't heard. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I this is this is one that pairs well. It's like you can't have that movie without that soundtrack. Right. All right. Well, uh, I'll go, I'll do another two here. Um, next one here is my first uh, John Williams one, and that's the Home Alone score. Oh, that's brilliant. So good. Yeah. It it this it really to me reminds me of Christmas. You know, it is excellent. From the main theme through everything out throughout the whole movie, it's got this like whimsical nature to it, but it all has like this wonderful, is like I don't know, uplifting. Yeah. At the same time, but you know, kind of gut wrenching when it needs to be. Um, yeah. It's just really, it's, it's I don't know, it brings a lot out of the movie, and that's that's one of my favorite movies as well. Um, Did I send you that video of Home Alone reimagined with like terrible violence? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen great. That. It was great. You the, the the iron getting crushed <laughs> yeah. into Marv's skull. I mean, that's exactly what would happen. Uh, so the next one I have, I couldn't pick just one of these films, so I just put the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy by That's Howard Shore. Um, that one I feel like I, I I omitted too much. I shouldn't have omitted those are that the ones one. That, I could really go back, just put them on, and just listen to them and enjoy them. They are the movies. Just, just so like good. just like you're talking, um, you're talking Interstellar or yeah. like the Harry Potters, like or Star the, Wars. The, those those are the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it, the, the, where the, the you can't separate the two. You can't separate the music from the movie. Now, I will say, especially in Fellowship, the the main theme I felt was overused a bit. When I, okay. last last time I rewatched him, yeah, 
I felt that main theme was dropped a little bit too much, but it's still a great theme. So yeah, whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, like I mean, like I always think about the uh, the opening scene from Two Towers where you see Gandalf battling the Balrog. Mm-hmm. That whole that music going on during that scene, oh, so oh, yeah. good, yeah. so good, so epic. So um, yeah, that's my, that's my next two. So go ahead and uh, oh, okay. drop a couple more. Uh, my next one will also be a Terrence Malick film. Um, it's one that actually at the time of this recording has not been released yet. Really? Um, it's a Hidden Life. Oh, oh I, comes I out ahead. comes out in December. Um, and uh, yeah, by James Newton Howard did the score for this. Um, so this movie is about um, Franz Jägerschloft, something like that. <laughs> Yeah, something he was an Austrian conscientious objector to World War in World War II. He would not swear an oath to Hitler. Um, whereas Mel Gibson makes this movie about a conscientious objector that gets awarded, um, was it the Bronze Star in Hacksaw Ridge? Oh yeah, yeah. Camera, what he got? Very, but he, but the thing is, he's in, in the case of 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 Hacksaw Ridge, the guy still joined the military. This guy refused to join the military. No, he joined. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did the uh, same thing. He's like, I'll be, he's like, I'll fight on the front lines. I'll be a medic, but he's like, right. he would not uh, swear an oath to Hitler. Oh, okay. He could not because he was a very religious man. He could not see. He could not. Um, he could not make himself swear an oath to a man that he felt was just pure evil. Gotcha. And that's what and got him in prison. And right. Actually, got him killed. Right. Spoiler alert. It's a true story. It's happened seven um, years ago. So. And this is a beautiful story about a man. Who's you know torn between you know all he's got to do is like even I think his priest was like you know God will forgive you if you, you yeah know, forgive us for our sins if they're done with a pure heart kind of thing like saying like just lie just right. do it so you you know you're not you abandoning yourself your, and family and your yeah. family because he's got he's got three girls and a right. wife right and uh, he won't he won't do it and uh, so it's this guy finding a balance of trying trying to like you know be you know not abandon his family. But, but, but still maintain his his, his beliefs, morals, his, and, his beliefs yeah, and morals, and, and take a stand. And so, there's a particular love theme that plays through this. It's just every time I heard it, it just it warmed my heart. And there's a lot of classical music entwined with this too. That's not original score, but uh, this uh, this movie is like three hours long, Damn. and but it doesn't feel like that at all. Okay. And, but not a lot happens. But that it moves because of that score, right? Um. It's a very dreamy. It's set in the Alps. Uh, it's 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 a very dreamy movie, just like uh, Tree of Life. Right. And uh, no, this is it. It's that that main theme has not gotten out of my head since I watched that movie about a month ago. It's gorgeous, and okay. I can't wait for everyone to watch that. Yeah, you know, actually, I kind of want to see that one myself. Um, so I'll go in with a couple more here. Uh, next I have is the Back to the Future, uh, score. So yeah, this is one that maybe how I said about I can't separate, you know, trying to separate the theme from the soundtrack. Right. Great theme, but I I don't find the rest of the soundtrack. Maybe, maybe I'm doing the same thing with that, but it just kind of sticks out in my, in my head. Um, this is by Alan Silvestri, by the way. And, um, I don't know, to me, it's, it's just one of those iconic kind of, uh, soundtrack. I mean, scores. I mean, it's, it's, I guess, you know, talking Silvestri, you know, end game, that, that, that soundtrack, you know, it carried a lot of weight. It did a lot it of did. heavy lifting on that movie. That, yes, it did. That I know he's getting some praise for. I, I do hope he gets a, a nomination for uh, for I, I think so. best original I mean, score. That'd be nice. I mean, he Alan Silvestri also did the, the uh, I believe he did the Predator, the original Predator movie. Oh, nice. Um, let's see. I could probably look that up actually. Hold on. I got pulled up here. Yeah, he did Predator. He's, he's done quite a few. Um, Predator. 
All 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 the Back to the Future movies, um, The Abyss. Oh, that's a good movie. I laughed. Yeah. Really good movie. Uh, James Cameron. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers uh, movie. Oh man! Wait, they made a movie. You don't remember that? With Bob no, Hoskins? I'm joking. It's horrible. For Forrest Gump, obviously. Oh yeah. Which is that's that's a really that's a pretty good uh, that's a good soundtrack because actually it's more of a soundtrack than score. I'd say. I say I don't remember any of that. Um, he did Judge Dread too. I didn't know that. Judge Dread two or no, just Judge Dread as well. Judge Dread also. the original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The original. You don't like that? the Rob Schneider classic? Yeah, exactly. I am the law. Yeah, I like that. I yeah, it's a guilty pleasure it's, movie. It's guilty. It's very guilty. Yeah, it's a very guilty it's pleasure. It's a fun movie. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I mean Alan Silvestri, man, he's 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 one of the tops. Yeah, in my opinion. Writes fun scores. Yeah, he does. So, um, so I had that, and then my next one is another John Williams, and that would be The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I mean, it's hard, honestly, for me. I could, I could, could just put Star Wars, and then just put you him really next could. to it. Just all like that, but, all the because they're all good. Um, but The Empire Strikes Back has a few pieces that really stick out to me. It's the first time we hear the Imperial March. Yep. Um, that asteroid belt scene. I know I talked about that before. Um, and just, yeah, it's just a beautiful general. more the, the force theme is more filled out yeah yeah. you get the the Leia love theme right the uh, Han and so. Leia theme yeah Leia's theme I can't yep. remember if it's just the the music playing when Han gets uh, frozen in carbonite yep yeah everything it's just I, I, I love that score so much so um, so yeah so that goes on uh, for you next oh for me okay back to me back to me Um. alright so here's one that's going to be a little bit more um, off the wall uh, that would be the soundtrack for the movie Columbus that never, came out two years it. ago. It's a film about architecture. Really? No, not really. Kind of. Maybe. It um, sounds like something you would watch. It's on Hulu. You should really watch it. Um, so the the soundtrack is by a local Nashville band. Oh, really? Um, an ambient band called Hammock. Okay. Um, so no, Columbus is about. I'll do this briefly. It's about this John Cho stars with I can't remember who else who the who the lead actress is, but um, he's the son of a famous architect who dies and he comes back to Columbus where his his father lived like Colum- Columbus Indiana. Oh okay. It's a small town famous for a lot of its crazy architecture and he taught there, and so he comes back uh, to get the all the affairs in order and he meets this. Uh, She's just graduated high school. This this girl who's interested in architecture, but she's got a terrible terrible home life. She just wants to get out of town, and they kind of like he comes from riches, she comes from rags. They kind of bond. They kind of bond over, over buildings. They kind of bond over their you know failings of their parents, and yeah, and over architecture and stuff like that. And it's it sounds weird, but it sounds it's, riveting. It's a very endearing movie. It's great, uh, but. Um, hammock, they're ambient. So this, this entire soundtrack is very floaty, very ambient, yeah, and um, ethereal kind of vibe to it. Yeah, and for a movie that takes place in small town America, it doesn't really. F- you don't think it would fit, right? But it's kind of like if you saw Patterson, right? Yeah, um, enjoyed that one. So very similar. Okay. That was kind of very ambient electronic score to a movie about a poet who drives a bus. Very, yeah, very. You wouldn't day think in that life kind of thing, but it fits. Yeah. It, it really works. So it's kind of along those lines. So that's that's one of my okay. favorite ones that like I can listen to that outside of the. Outside of the movie, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Go to your next and, one. And they're local. They're a local group. Yeah. Too, which so. that's kind of nice. So. Um. Yeah. So now we go. Um. So two. I'll just do two senses from the same composer here. Um. Unfortunately, the uh recently uh, deceased Johan Johansson. Uh, a few of these guys are actually dead already. Really? Yeah. A few of these already. 
already. He's yeah. dead already. I mean, not like they were like super old. Like like James Horner. Who else like, is he, James he, Horner's he, dead? Yeah, he, he died like four years ago. Really? Yeah, he's only like 60. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, for Johan Johansson, uh, Sicario and Mandy. Um, Mandy's the one with Nick Cage, isn't it? Yeah. That one looked like batshit. That one oh, looked it's really awesome. wacky. It is awesome. Really? It's like a fever dream on film. <laughs> nice. Um, so Sicario, uh, have you seen it? Uh, no, I haven't actually. So it is a heavy movie. Right. Heavy. The soundtrack is heavy. The soundtrack just is just oppressive. Like it weighs down in it weighs down on you just like the movie does. Right. I've never had a soundtrack feel like the movie okay. that much. It's like anytime like these big these strings that were just like would tune down and just kind of scale down a little bit um with these big thundering drums that were slow and just you just felt like they're like the our characters are going into a nightmare. Right. And you felt it and it's just it built the tension up very well. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um yeah, I've, like I said I've never felt a movie and soundtrack more in sync than that. Oh, wow. that is okay. cool. Um and then Mandy, it's it's drone guitars. Oh, okay. And I I you love that. I love drone yeah. guitars. There's I've got CDs full of just doom metal drone. Yeah. Drums. But as the movie goes on and gets more batshit crazy and as he kills more drugged up motorcycle uh rage monsters <laughs> ridiculous and there's the chainsaw fight uh, there's a chain he wow. there's a one-on-one chainsaw fight it's amazing he's just Sold drenched in blood yeah and, oh, it's so good i have to watch this movie um anyway uh and by the end of the movie it's just the thickest heaviest distortions wall of guitars yeah. and it's just it's so badass it's so evil it's everything that movie is okay. put into music. I gotta oh, watch it. God, yes. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably dig that. Honestly, you will love that movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I got my last two coming up here, um, and one is a score, and the other one is a actually a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one on my list is Terminator Two, by okay. Brad Fidel. Yep. Um, who's retired? He hasn't done anything in a very long time. He That's a shame. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's got such an iconic. I mean that that driving kind of like motif that they kind of pepper throughout the whole yeah uh, film really is just really really good. That and then at the end, I would call that I would call that a very um, understated soundtrack. Very much so. It, it, it knows more when to not be yes. there than when it yes. needs to be there. But like the at the end when when um, Arnold's getting lowered into the steel, um, just that that the music that's playing mm-hmm. and it's just so good. Um, I love that one. It's actually that's that one's very iconic to me. Um, and then the next one would be the Matrix soundtrack, um, which was a bunch of different artists. A lot of like, I just remember listening to the hell out of it as a teenager. What was the who did the song oh, where he Rob flies Zombie, off at the end? It had was Lincoln it Rob Park? Zombie? It had um, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, it had uh, Marilyn Manson. Jesus. Oh, it had it had so many uh, and, and and young you know. Young me was like, oh, this is so cool. What's funny is I don't notice this when I'm watching the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't notice any of this because the, these artists you're listing are not my favorite, not my cup I mean, of tea. I, I I don't usually listen like to some of them. I I wouldn't go out and like typically like listen to their albums, but the songs it just all kind of worked for me. And on that soundtrack, um, I I really enjoyed it. Fred Durst on it. Sounds I, like I don't think I don't think there's any Limp, Limp Bizkit on there. <laughs> but yeah, no, th- thankfully. Um, but yeah, actually, that does it for my uh for my list of favorites. Uh, I think you have one more, Matt. I do. I've got. Um, and yours I'm, is a soundtrack. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, mine's a da 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 soundtrack. I'm. It is also a soundtrack. It's a uh, for Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation, starring. Scarlett. I don't remember anything about that because I remember seeing that movie. It was a very very long time ago. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray. Yeah, 
really young together, Scarlet's together right? in Tokyo and Kyoto and yeah um that's a very shoegazy kind of soundtrack the soundtrack feels like Tokyo feels like Japan and it feels like and as it grows it feels more personal and more um like you know someone just lost in uh translation yeah well, well lost <laughs> in the middle of this foreign world yeah and you know you you find this this uh you know, commonality in this in this complete stranger. Yeah. And you don't know if like like even as a viewer you don't know if it's like are they like actually, you know romantically romantically yeah. falling for each other or are they just friends at the time they need Yeah, I remember seeing it like I didn't necessarily get the romantic feel. I got more of just it like just played at it a little bit. Yeah. It played at it a little bit. I think it's more that just like they cared for each other and, and they found familiarity in each other. That, you know? that that movie, I don't own it yet just because I'm waiting. I'm, I've got to imagine like that's going to be on Criterion before long because sure that is be. just, it's one of my wife and I's favorite movies. Yeah. Um, it's a good but movie. no, it's got um, uh, artists like Air, My Bloody Valentine, Death in Vegas, Square Pusher. Um, it's just a really great, like if you're having like a sushi party, man, throw the soundtrack on it. It just fits perfectly. Okay. It, it's like, it feels like Japan. Right. right. But it's a bunch of shoegaze artists. <laughs> Which I know you guys love, you and your wife. Yeah, my wife more than me. But yeah, she's always going on about that stuff. So, but, so yeah, uh, that's kind of that's kind of. I really tried hard to find other ones that that hit me, but that's all right. I could come up with. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a surprisingly hard list to think up of, like because like you said, it's hard to separate the theme that stands out that you hear in the marketing and all that kind of stuff from the rest of the soundtrack or yeah. the rest of the score. So so give me some of your favorite composers then. Because uh, well, I know most of our most of our favorite composers are probably on our list. Well, but we might not all of them. Maybe I think a, I think we'll overlap on a couple. Okay. Um, right off the top, and this I won't say even this is in any particular order. It actually, kind of is. Um, is John Williams? Yeah. And I mean, you can't. I mean, it's, he's just he's so iconic. He's been in so many good movies. So many I, big movies. I feel like I have him on my list just because you have to. Yeah. Um, I l- like relatively few of his scores okay but that being said he's done so many obviously but like the ones that are that stick out are just the best i know the star wars the harry potter the home alone yeah the jurassic park yep i mean (laughs) i know it's it's you can't he's done so many so many of my favorite movies his home runs Uh, aren't home runs they're grand slams uh, every time yeah every time um, you want to go with uh with, mm. with one of yours? Let's do another one that we cross over. Um, Hans yeah. Zimmer. This is actually, I think, the only other one that we cross over on. Yep, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Oh, uh, just consistently great because he, because he's very innovative. Yes. Um, and see, John I, John Williams. I will say, like his his scores are all pretty traditional. Yeah, and it's as, far the same as, instru- as far as instrumentation. Yeah, absolutely. But Hans Zimmer's scores sound very different. It's funny. I was looking looking at his um filmography. Uh, Hans Zimmer. That is. Yeah. His later part of his career has been better than his beginning part of his. Oh career. yeah, absolutely. like hands down. Yep. I mean, because he started, he started getting more experimental. Yep, and, and it's just he, he, the thing is, he can do any type of when, movie. When did it start? Because I'm curious when. The, when was um, the first one he did with Nolan? Oh, okay, hold on. Because um, I'm curious to see what his scores look like before Nolan probably, and after honestly, Nolan. Did he do Batman Begins? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. Okay, he, he did yeah. that with someone. He did that with. Uh, um, what year did Batman Begins come out? Two thousand two. No, no, I was like 2005. Oh wait, was it oh oh seven maybe? No, Dark Knight was oh wait, shit. How old am I? <laughs> it came out in oh five. Okay, oh, so God. it wasn't too far off. Jeez, I didn't realize it was that long ago. 
So um, who did he do? I mean, then he's done he's done every Nolan movie since then. Right. So give um, so let's let's look at his movies before and after Nolan. Uh, well, Last Samurai. Uh, that was oh three though. Tree of Life. Or uh, let's Th- go. Thin Red Line was ninety nine. That was really good. That's right. He did do Thin Red Line. Um, he did Pearl Harbor. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible Two, Gladiator. Let's go back far. Okay. Let's go far back here. Let's go. He did a League of Their Own, which I had no. I love that movie. Yeah. He did, I know he did the uh the score for that. Um, let's do first one that we probably know of. Uh, let's see. Rain Man. Okay. Um, he did a bunch of movies before that, but this is the first one I could I could think of that. that most yeah. Would know. Um, Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Days of Thunder. Thelma and Louise, Backdraft. Yeah, regarding Henry, that's a good one actually. Um, yeah, League of Their Own. So He's done a lot. Man. Okay, so, so let's so look many. post Batman. Cool begins. runnings. I mean, come on. So let's go post Batman again. So we have we have Gladiator, we have Thin Red Line. Mm-hmm. But let's go post. Uh, um, post Batman Begins. Then he he kind of like his seems like his stocks are sort of rose. He did um, the Da Vinci Code. He did Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Oh yeah. Did he do the first Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't think so. That feels like a Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, maybe. And who I also I like Jerry Goldsmith. So um, let's see. Adventure Code, Pirates of the Caribbean, Demand's Chest, uh, Simpsons the movie, Kung Fu Panda. And he did the Dark Knight. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just so many. He just he just feels more experimental after yeah. Nolan. But I, then, might you be, know, I might be wrong. Maybe I mean you know Inception is when he kind of got that kind of. Oh, he did do Curse of the Black, of the uh, Black Pearl. Oh, did he? Well, hold on. He did it with uh, the guy from Game of Thrones too. Ramin Jawadi. Yeah. Oh, okay. Looks like they had a lot of different composers. Yeah, certain movies I guess are. uh, The music of the film and this album are credited to Klaus Bedalt and. Producer Hans Zimmer. Oh, okay. okay. So, they're the producers? What? Yeah, yeah. So, I... Silvestri was originally hired to write blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hans Zimmer works on the ring, Last Samurai. You gotta look at um, just what they compose, like their credits as composer. So, if you go to their IMDb and just look up, um, you can actually just sort it by what they've composed as opposed to. And where the hell does the. Uh, Oh, since the schedule was very tight and the music was needed for the film in three weeks, seven other composers Damn. were called. That's why it's such a mess. Score by including, including Raymond Jawadi. 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 James Dooley. Blake Neely. Jablonski. Zanili. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, Zimmer. Um, I, lo- I just love how different his soundtracks yeah, have been lately. From Lion King up through to anything Nolan. And maybe thought. I'm just thinking of the Nolan movies. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. the Batman movies, Interstellar, right. um, Inception, Dunkirk. I, I would honestly say that he's done more variety and more movies I liked than even John Williams has. Yeah. you know, No, I would say absolutely. So I think I might even put him but, above John But Williams I will say name. John Williams' hits are, That's the thing. are bigger than... His are way more iconic. I think Hans Zimmer is more consistent. Hans Zimmer has a higher batting and, average. Yes. Yeah, right. But John Williams hits so, yeah, more I, I think we're talking Babe runs. Ruth versus Ted Williams here, yeah. you know? So, to, to use a baseball reference. Um, okay, so let's let's move on. Yeah. All right, so we got Zimmer. So, who's next on yours? Um, on me, I have James Horner. Who is now dead, apparently. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Already um, dead. Already dead. Already dead. I mean, you start going through, through his... Um, 
filmography here. Let's just kind of go back a little bit. Um, uh, I mean, uh, Wrath of Khan. I mean, this guy's done. This guy's done some amazing freaking movies. Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock. I'm just going for the stuff that I've seen. Um, let's go back. Let's look at his earliest uh, stuff. Uh, Wrath of Khan's actually up there. It's an 82. Um, uh, Cocoon. Commando. He did. He did the. He did Commando. Man, come on. I. I mean, right there, right off the bat. I think that that cements him as as amazing. Uh, Aliens. He did the Aliens uh, soundtrack uh, score. Phenomenal movie. Uh, let's see. Willow. Love that movie. Batteries not included. Love that. Land Before Time. That movie made me weep as a child. Uh, Glory. That's a phenomenal movie. I know you haven't seen that one, Matt, but that's a very very good movie. I mean, he's this guy. This guy's just been was just consistent his whole career and yeah i mean just all these movies i'm, I'm seeing on here the ones i've seen are like that's good that's good apollo 13 jumanji i mean yeah this guy's yeah deep impact so okay yeah he's he's definitely uh i think he's one of the most accomplished and and, and so many movies that i love yeah so he's definitely i think it's deserving of a spot on my list okay how about you what's your next one uh max richter max victor who uh may not be a name commonly well-known he's a german composer uh recently starting to do more movies and television uh but he's done a lot of solo work um a lot of piano and string bass but um he didn't he didn't compose arrival um johan johansson did but the uh, the main piece in arrival the uh, uh pat just pulled a ball betwixt his legs yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a ball pit right behind me from that son um no, what um, it's um, oh, I can never remember the name of the song. On the nature of daylight, that's what it is. Google on the nature of daylight. Listen to it. You'll know it immediately. I think you actually sent that to me. It's a beautiful time. song. Yeah. Um, but so that was kind of like the main piece in Arrival. It was the main theme that kept playing. Right. Right. Um, but he recently did Ad Astra. Okay. Which we haven't talked about on this podcast, but uh, I love that movie. Yeah. I don't know, like it's a lot. I like get some shit. Like it's either a lot people, of people are, complain about the ending. I complain about their endings. Um, <laughs> They're he, dead already. <laughs> what are you talking he, about? He did a uh, Mary Queen of Scots, which I haven't seen yet. Right. But he's done a lot of TV too. A lot, of, especially European TV, um, uh, English TV too. But uh, very emotional. I was with his his themes are super super emotional. Very sad. Very, very sad, melancholic. He does a lot of yeah. It has a very sad vibe to his music. So, but okay. I, I'm very. I was happy to see him get at Astra. I'm hoping he keeps doing more movies. Bigger. I think I think he could. He could be a name like five years from now. That is. Is he a younger guy or? I think he's in his 30s or 40s. Okay. I think he could be a guy kind of like you see Giacchino now. Like, yeah. Like 10 years ago, Giacchino wasn't doing like it wasn't as well known of a name and stuff. Yeah, but like, now he's yeah. he's doing like major half picture. the Marvel mo- movies. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah. Um, and Pixar, so right. I, th- I think uh, I'm hoping in five, ten years, like you'd be hearing the name Max Richter with Hans Zimmer and Alexandra Despot and stuff like that. So. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I'll go on to my next one here, and I have Alan Silvestri. Um, again, another another composer has just done countless movies that many of us have heard of, um, including the Avengers, um, and Predator. That the whole, really, all the Predator movies, um. Beowulf, Polar Express, uh, a lot of kind of like big, um, kind of 
tentpole movies as well as some smaller ones. Uh, Leon and Stitch, uh, the Mummy movies. He did the Mummy movies. Oh, okay. For- Force Gump, um, yeah. which is great. Yeah, I mean, Grump- Grumpy Old Men. I don't know if he did that. I love that movie. Um, the Bodyguard. I mean, most people know that from uh, uh, Whitney Houston's uh, song, but that's a uh, it's pretty good. Father of the Bride movies. I love those movies. I think that those actually have good scores to them as well. And obviously, all the Back to the Future. So he's a very accomplished. A uh, very well-known composer, mm-hmm. and but I enjoy his stuff. And yeah, I, I cool. know my, my list is a little different because it's like all the, a lot of these guys are considered like the biggest ones, but they just so happen to be there for a reason because right. I think they are the best. No, absolutely. So, who's next on my list? Because I don't have it pulled up. Uh, for you is Alexandre Desplat. Yes, Desplat. I guess it'd be Desplat, wouldn't it? Yeah, he's French. Yeah. Um, so, um, he's worked a lot with Wes Anderson. Of course. Um, that's of course the Grand Budapest Hotel soundtrack. Is just something else. That that in the Shape of Water. I think he won Oscars for both. Oh, okay. Um, superb sound. Um, soundtrack. Just just in general. I mean, he's got a very different approach than the generic. Just kind of like the streeping swings kind of vibe right. stuff. It's it's. He definitely. Um, you can definitely tell it's him. It's just got a different approach to it. Um, the he did the last Harry Potter, the uh, Deathly Hallows movies. Oh, it wasn't uh, John Williams? No. No, John Williams only did the first three. Oh, okay. That's just the theme that everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Theme. Yeah. Okay. But he did uh let's see, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um let's see here. He did something else to do that. Oh yeah, he did the Tree of Life, of course, which I talked about earlier. Right. Um but no, very good. Emotional when you need to be, playful when he needs to be. Um very dy- that's where I'm working. He's a very dynamic composer. Gotcha. Um that's why I feel Hans Zimmer. The is. score changes when it, uh, as throughout the movie. It's it's not just like oh here's another string piece. Here's right. another string piece. Like oh like, no, this is staccato piece. You know, yeah. plucked on strings instead of. So I like. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next one here is my last uh, last one I have, and I just did, I just picked five, um, and that's Jerry Goldsmith. Okay. Um, uh, what did I just see that he did the the bear one with Alec Baldwin? And the Edge. Sh- the Edge. The Edge. Yes. Um, he's done the Rambo movies. Um, at least probably up until I think. Third one, uh, Total Recall. He's done a bunch of the um, original Star Trek movies. Um, actually, just a bunch of Star so Trek. So there's movies a popular in general. '80s movie. He's probably done it. Honestly, yeah. I mean, Gremlin, Psych. Uh, he did. Um, Psycho, we didn't I talk think. about the Superman themes for John Williams. Was that? Yeah, it's not, it's funny because uh, it's not ones I always necessarily go to right away. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jerry Goldsmith has been. He goes back all the way to the. I remember. I remember 60s. watching The Edge. I mean, like this is good music. Yeah. No, that's, 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 I mean, yeah, Jerry Goldsmith's been around since the 50s. Um, obviously, I don't know much of that stuff, but everything. <laughs> um, that shit. You know, those are old people. But um, the 70s is kind of, I probably know a couple of movies from there. Yeah. Papillon. Uh, Chinatown, that was that was Jerry Goldsmith. I mean, this guy's this guy's pretty much a legend. Um, and if I can pick some of my favorites, and he did the original Alien. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Good stuff. So yeah, and then I mean, yeah, Star Trek motion picture, uh, Poltergeist, First Blood, the Geist, Twilight Zone movie that came out in the eighties, which I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, Legend, oh, that's a good movie. That's a good movie too. Um, Inner Space, Lionheart, Ro- RoboCop. No, no, Rent a Cop. Rent a Cop. Rent a Cop. I don't know that one. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, God, he's just... It's the rental makes, store version of RoboCop. Yeah, really. Total Recall. Right. Um, Forever Young. That's a good movie, actually. It feels like every... Rudy. God. Yeah. 
Just every movie of like the mid to late 80s. And then um, I'm, I'm in the 90s now, man. Mm-hmm. That's like Congo, First Night, Powder. Congo. Jesus. That's Executive a- Decision. Ah. Oh, the Ghost in the Darkness. That's a that's a great freaking movie. You ever seen that? I've never heard of it. You want to talk man versus nature? It's it's Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas fighting lions <laughs> in Africa. It's awesome. It's for the fun of it. Yes. No. It's Val Kilmer is a is in charge of getting this railroad built, and these lions are basically killing their workers. Uh-huh. So they the lions aren't they, having any of it. They're not having any of that shit. And so you they build your railway they, elsewhere. They hire Michael Douglas, who's a famous hunter, to come. And help them kill these lions, and yeah. it's a very, very good movie. I enjoy the hell of it. Um, so yeah, um, he did that, but he also did the Edge. So it's like you know, fuck you, Mother Nature. He's gonna just gonna kill kill all these animals. Um, yeah, damn, the Edge, Air Force One, L.A. Confidential. So yeah, Mulan. Oh, he did he did the Thirteenth Warrior. What? It's one of my favorite movies. Is it the one with Matt Damon? The Thirteenth Warrior? No, it's with Antonio Banderas and, the, and DiCaprio. No, no. I was thinking Man in Iron Mask. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, that's completely different. Thirteenth Warrior <laughs> is is ridiculous movie about Antonio Banderas, who's supposed to be an Arabian guy fighting these barbarians with Vikings. It's amazing. <laughs> Watch the movie; it's so good. Um, I can quote that movie to you all day. But yeah, that's that's uh, that is my list of uh, top posts. I think you have. I've got uh, two more, but I, we've already talked about them a good bit. Uh, so Johan Johansson. I I don't know if the the J is hard or soft on that, but. Um, I'm sure it's Johan Johansson. Johan Johansson. Yeah, Johan Johansson. And uh, is he Ma- Swedish? And Michael Giacchino. I don't know, but uh, those uh, I know if I see their names on the soundtrack, I'm going to automatically enjoy it a lot more than I would uh, regularly. Um, so yeah, we don't probably don't need to dive too much into their filmographies. Johansson did what Arrival. He did. He's uh, Icelandic. But... Icelandic. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Giacchino. I mean. Name name some stuff. Obviously, I know he's he's done some. He's done the Incredibles. He's okay. Both okay. The Incredibles. Okay. He's done um, a lot of the Marvel stuff. He's done both the Spider Mans. Um, Didn't he do Doctor? Was he Doctor Strange. He did Doctor Strange. Yes. He did um, Rogue One. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, yeah. Under 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 uh, strict time limit. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else he's done. Yeah. But they're fun. Right. Right. They're fun. And right, he's definitely. He I think he's definitely one of those like. Big up and coming composers yeah. who's really starting to make a name for himself. So doesn't he? Didn't he do Knives Out? I feel like he did Knives Out. I think he may have. Hold on, I think I have him pulled up. Hold on, I got him pulled up here. I bet you do. Uh, but 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 you know he did a uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. That's what I was thinking of. And he's done. He's done some work on Star Trek. Uh, oh, did he do Beyond? Oh, he's doing the Batman. Oh wow! Okay. Wow. Nice. The Batman. Very cool. That's actually, that should be interesting. Um, hey, he's did the, the Lego, let's say Lego Incredibles, Incredibles 2. Uh, the Jurassic World. That's Long right. King. Yeah. One of the better aspects of those movies are the scores. Garbage. Uh, let's see. Zootopia. That was a good movie. I enjoyed Zootopia. Inside Out. So he's, he's done a lot of animated. Yep. So that Pixar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has, definitely. So, all right, oh, that's awesome. But um, no, I mean, I think it's a pretty. That's like, I mean, it's obviously there's so many good scores out there. So many. But, but if anything, hopefully this, you know, when you're watching a movie, you know, think about the the score a little bit. Definitely. If you don't, is you know, if it's, especially if it's engaging you, yeah, like, pay attention um, to it a little bit closer. There's a lot of work that goes into those, and um, it's a really cool part of 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 a movie. And and imagine imagine what a scene would be like without the music. 
Yeah. If it's a scene that typically has music in it. Imagine, just imagine like, oh, how would I feel if that music wasn't there? Because that music a lot of time is used to manipulate your emotions. Yes. And to make you feel and think a certain way. Mm-hmm. So that's what music does. It's inherent. Like, you know, a certain chord done a certain way, certain beat this way. You know, if it's a, if it's a driving kind of like heavy bass or just a lot of drum, it's going to make you feel a bit more, you know, fired up, a little more upbeat. Yeah. So it, it's, that's how music kind of affects us. And, and you know, I think that's great. It's like it is if Vader entered the Star Destroyer the, off the, the ben, shuttle. And, and the Benny Hill theme was playing, you know? <laughs> no, I was thinking instead of the Imperial March, it was Enter Sandman. Honestly, come on, that would be freaking awesome. <laughs> I'd be all, uh, some, I'm sure that's actually been done before. I'll look that up on YouTube. But all right, anyway, guys, uh, that's gonna hey, do it. No, we're not what? done yet. We're not done yet. We've got to introduce our new segment oh, what's that? that we've talked about. Oh, so gotcha. There's a new card game that's been released recently called Cinephile. Yes. So essentially, what it is each card has a name of an actor in a movie they're in, and. Uh, you got to kind of, there's like a hundred different ways you can play this. Yes. But you can, um, so like for instance, if I draw the name of an actor, then Pat has, then we have to like go through their filmography and whoever forget, whoever's wrong first, uh, loses. Um, or we go by the movie and then we name someone else who's been in that movie. And then we name someone else, uh, another movie that that person has been in. Right. So we thought it'd be fun at the end of each episode, maybe do a round or two of this. Two or okay. three rounds. And just maybe, maybe. Two, three, you know, five, six, you know. So do you want to do the filmography or do you want to do um, the movie actor? Um, Movie actor movie. Hmm. I don't know. Pick. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. All right. So this episode, let's do filmography. Okay. All right. You ready? Sure. So the first one is John C. Riley. John C. Riley, just name movies that he's been in? Yeah. And oh, we go back and forth, right? Yeah, we go back and forth, and whoever can't figure one out first loses. Okay. Uh, Step Brothers. Okay. Um, Sisters Brothers. Gangs of New York. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Talladega Nights. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Uh, Boogie Nights. Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. No, wasn't it called? It was- Is that what it was called? No, oh, it's not. You lose. What was it? What's it called? Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. Ah, yeah, yeah. Holmes and Watson. Garbage. I win. You suck. All right, another filmography one. You pick it this time, and I okay. go first. Where do I pick from here? Anywhere. I don't care. Uh, let's see. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Um, Thor Ragnarok. Fellowship of the Ring. We're we gonna do all these. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Towers. Return of the King. She was in the. Uh, I don't know. Was she? I don't know. Pretty sure she was in the third one, though. Okay. But I'm not going to go there. Kate Blanchett. Um, um, where'd you go, Bernadette? Uh, let's see. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. She was in that. I watched that movie recently. Fucker. Blue Jasmine. Bandits. Just Bandits? Yeah. Called Bandits. But Trying to see what's on the it's card. It's she's there. been in so many movies. It's it's kind of it's like shit. I'm yeah. trying to see what's on that card right there. But I can't read because it's all yellow. Oh yeah. Oh, um, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. Um. Oh. Oh, Elizabeth. See, I, I could be completely. You could be lying to me. I have no idea. She was Queen Elizabeth. The movie's called Elizabeth. Great movie. Um. 
I think Pat's going to win this because <laughs> you can count me down whenever you want. Maybe the pressure will help. Let's see. I'll count Does from. Do another Woody Allen. I'll count from 10 in a few seconds here. Do another Woody Allen. No. 10, 9, 8. In Star Wars. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, no. 1. Pat wins that one. Man. Uh, Carol. I went to Carol. Carol. I went to yeah. get that. All right. Well, I think. Uh, do you want to do another one? Or we'll, you want we'll, to we'll do one more round. I'll give you a chance to get a point on the board here. All right. Well. All right. Uh, we're going Jane Fonda. Oh Jesus. I only know one, so. <laughs> I really I should do someone else. Yeah, that's like I'm too old. Jane the only one I know is Clute, yeah, just because really? Criterion just put it out. Al Pacino. Oh boy. Here we go. Okay. Dog Day Afternoon. Any given Sunday. Uh, Godfather. Godfather Part 2. Godfather Part 3. The Irishman, even though it's not out yet. Okay. Um, I think any, we can count any, that Any one. given Sunday. I already said it. Did you? Yep. That was the first one I said. Was it? Yes. Oh, I didn't hear you say it. I wasn't paying attention. All right. I'll give you that one then. Okay. You got, you got uh, I'll pick go another one. Uh, Set the Woman. Damn. I was going to pick that one. Um, Heat. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. What's that one even with Robin Williams? Is that one hour photo? No, no. it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, Ten. Nine. I mean, there's, there's so many. Um, shit, and I'm like under the gun. It's like five, I can't. I can't think now. Four. Three. Oh, Serpico. Okay. Um. I know the one you're thinking with Robin Williams too. It's directed yeah. by Chris Nolan. Yeah, that's a remake of almost still in Skarsgård. Um, that is uh, Insomnia. Yes, yes. Back okay. to you. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah, that's Keanu. Keanu. <laughs> He's so Keanu, man. I'm telling Al Pacino's great in that, but man, Keanu's just rough. Um, I'm trying to think of his early days. Yeah. And um. Oh um, oh Jesus um. Wow. Surprisingly hard, right? No, I know it too. Oh my God. Um. Hold on. Let me get this. Ten. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. The cocaine one. Three, two, <laughs> the fucking cocaine. One. What is it? <laughs> the cocaine. Scarface. Jesus. Scarface, uh, man. Scarface. Come on. Uh, the cocaine I one. Yes. Like that movie. That's why I don't I'm not. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's. I'm definitely not like a huge fan. All right. Well, of it, you won. I was gonna. I was gonna come up with Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, good. That's a great movie. All right. Well. Well, that was kind of fun. That's you not, that I, like, I like that wave. That's a nice, nice way of ending the show, I think. Yep. All so. right. Well, with that, uh, I think... Uh, yeah, I think I'll do it for us, Matt. Yes. Where can the good people find us? You guys start doing this, man. Uh, no, you... you Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor. I think you left a couple out, didn't you? It seems like you there was more. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook if you're into social media. Yes. Yes. All right, guys. Subscribe, well, share, let us know how we're doing. 
Yes, feedback is most appreciated, folks. Uh, That's going to do it for us today on this episode of Cinema Small Talk. We hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm Pat. I'm Matt. Take care, guys.